0: Old cultures lived on earth for 10,000 generations before the young cultures appeared. The principles of the old cultures are, as we shall soon see, the same as Aquarian core values, friendship and equality within the tribe and in relations with other tribes, the lifelong security of a community that is one's true wealth, a conscious and modest use of only as many resources as are really needed, a reverence for all life, and a core belief that all things are interconnected in a design that human beings celebrate in ceremonies of thanksgiving and inclusion, communion, and blessing. And whether one believes that the circle is cast again and again, or that we are about to transform and ascend into a whole new dimension of perception and experience, it is understood in the old cultures that the earth will continue. Life will go on. Now, as we come closer to 2012... The contrast between the two cultures has become extreme, even grotesque, and has urgency unlike anything we've ever seen. Our planet has two populations, one that seeks to spiritualize consciousness and move beyond the illusions of matter and limitation into the highest frequencies of serenity and bliss, and another that remains stuck in physical pleasures and addictions, toys and opinions, the adrenaline rush of hate, and anything else that helps to block the realization that something's got to give here, and it may be me. Now, the issues of life and death come down simply to a practical question of whether we do or do not have the ability to change ourselves, individually and collectively, and thereby change the conditions of our lives. Are we helpless ever to lift ourselves up out of ignorance and greed, violence and hate? Are we condemned never to outgrow war, poverty, and ignorance? Never to escape from life as a relentless, slashing struggle to climb up higher or just to stay alive? Or do we have the power to pull off the unthinkable achievement of a life that is happy, beautiful, and loving for us all? And can we even do this instantly without working long and hard to bring it about? The answers are predictable by now. We'll look at them more closely in Chapter 2 as we see how the preceding Great Ages have molded our beliefs about ourselves, our world, and God, and how the features of the Age of Aquarius are already starting to change the ways we live and work, care for our bodies and our relationships, and reconceive our core beliefs about who we are and where we're going. The Aquarian transition will be tough for those who anticipate bloodshed and misery so vividly that they seem avidly to desire it, and may bring it about for themselves and others standing close enough to get hit by the ricochet. But the good news is that more and more people who play the coming years positively and proactively will show how each one of us, and the intentional groups we're forming, can manifest the outcomes we want. We'll do this when we understand the terrain we're about to cross, and the scenario of union that punishes none and welcomes all. The new practice and science of manifestation, of bringing about what we want through a focused, committed process of bringing our aims from intention to practical outcome, is in fact one of the new Aquarian art forms. Like any art, it requires discipline. How do we get from here to liberation and lift off? Practice, practice, practice. A few years from now, not even the sky will be the limit. But we shall have to work at it. If, as Branch Rickey claimed, luck is the residue of design, then this is the time to prepare. To understand what we really need to live. To decide what kinds of families and communities will best serve our aims and how we can best live in service to our planet. To learn to live like scouts, who move on the ground soundlessly, observing everything, taking nothing away, leaving nothing behind, and reporting what we've seen accurately enough that others can find and follow the trail we've marked to the place of safety where we embrace one another in generosity and joy.